Hey guys, this is Beth. This is Jeff. And this is your Enneagram Coach, the podcast, where we're here to help you to understand yourself with astonishing clarity so that you can break free from self-condemnation, fear, and shame by knowing and experiencing the unconditional love, forgiveness, and freedom in Christ. Jeff, can you believe that it's already September? I mean, fall is coming here in Tennessee, and I'm so excited for that. In some aspects, it feels like this year has gone by really fast. You know, it really does, doesn't it, Beth? But also, it's like saying that about parenting. The days are long, but the years are short. I feel like that's 2020 in a nutshell. It's been a crazy and challenging year for us, both professionally as well as personally. And for many of us, the with all of these long days... But at the same time, it also feels like time is just flying by. Yeah, that's so true. This month, we're getting ready to open our Becoming an Enneagram Coach Certification Course Registration, which is one of our favorite things to do. But it feels crazy because it's already here. I can't believe it. Yeah, for sure. Well, today we are so excited to welcome two special guests because we're opening registration for the Becoming an Enneagram Coach Certification Course, like Beth just mentioned, here on September 21st through the 27th. And we thought it would be a great opportunity for us to introduce to you four of our certified coaches between this episode and the next episode and get behind the scenes view of their journey in becoming uh, one of the your Enneagram Coach Certified coaches. Yeah. So many of you that are listening have never received coaching yourselves from an Enneagram coach, pastor, or therapist that is certified in the Enneagram. And some of you might actually be interested in expanding your own knowledge with the Enneagram and becoming certified yourself, using this deep understanding of the Enneagram to then bless others while also providing for your family. Well, whether you're interested in being a coach or being coached yourself, we have a wonderful episode for you today. That's right, Beth. And so with that, why don't we listen in on your interviews with uh, these coaches? Hey, this is Brian Lee. Hey, Brian, it's great to have you. Hello. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we are so thrilled just to hear your story, where God has taken you from the past now to the future, Mm -hmm. and what He has in store, what you're seeing is on the horizon. So first, let's just introduce you to everyone that's listening, and why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself and your Enneagram type? Sure. So like you said, my name is Brian. I'm currently serving as a worship pastor at a church and as part of the executive team. So it's a lot of uh, full-time responsibilities that take up a lot of my time. Um, I came across the Enneagram. I'm a type one, first of all. So that's, and it nails me to a T. I'm a social subtype. So I love to do the teaching side of it and setting the example part of it. Um, I came across the Enneagram about three years ago, listening to Sleeping at Last and came across mm. his podcast. And when he started with the one song and I've never yeah. had a song wreck me so badly. I think I just laid on my desk and cried for two hours. <laughs> right. <laughs> and yeah. I think it was this whole new understanding of grace for me. Yeah. And I've grown up in church. My dad's a pastor. I'm a pastor, but somehow, and I've always had the theme of grace preached over me and coached mm. at me and mentored and all that stuff. But I, ne- I don't think I understood it until I heard that song. That is so amazing. And this idea that grace requires nothing of me was, I was like, I can't believe I've missed this for 40 years of my life. And yeah. when I, the beauty of the Enneagram is like all these other personality tests that I've taken and enjoy always described what I did, but didn't leave me which, with much to do afterwards. And the Enneagram 
diving down into the core of why I do those things offered me a path to transformation and growth and freedom that I hadn't experienced with any of of those other assessments or other things. And just the fact that it offered me a different understanding of grace instead of just a a book or Bible definition, but something that applied to me um, totally changed my life. And it sent Mm -hmm. me on a deep dive into the Enneagram and, and what is this thing? And I had been through so much trauma and hurt um, through different churches, through different work situations. And for me to have a lens for compassion that everyone wasn't seeing the same way I was gave me a whole different level of forgiveness and understanding for those people who were over me, who that I thought hurt me and instead of a victim mentality of woe is me. And I can't believe they did this and they're such jerks or they don't understand. It was a, Oh, I see how they saw this now. And it allowed me to offer compassion and understanding and grace to them in addition to offering it to me. And I can't tell you the kind of freedom (laughs) that it gave me um, of letting go of those things of, you know, five, 10, 20 years ago in my life that I was still holding on to, um, to have a different level of forgiveness for them. And then it was just, you know, it happens to a lot of people. It's like, I need to tell everyone about this thing. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and I love what you're kind of saying. And that's why we, meaning you and us, do it from a gospel-centered perspective. Because even though the Enneagram gives such great insights, it can't do the transformation. It's the gospel that does that transformation. Um, So we were just talking before we hopped on the uh to record, I was asking you, you know, how's it going, you know, with COVID and all the things. And um, you had some really great insight about your own transformation. I'd love for you to mm-hmm. share that. Sure. Yeah. I mean, this is overwhelming for all of us. And I think one of the best descriptions I heard was on another podcast with Levi Lesko and saying, you know, we all feel so exhausted because none of us knew that we were running a triathlon. <laughs> it's like you finish right. this long race and you think you're done. And all of a sudden someone hands you a bike and says, all right, get biking. And after this, you're going to go swim for a while. So that when we don't see a finish line, it's really hard to understand. So for me as a one, it's so natural and easy for me to criticize everything and judge everything. And it's just so exhausting for me and everyone around me. And I recently went through two changes in my job at work. And then just on top of navigating all this pandemic stuff. And the thing that literally saved my life was as a one, I was like, what if I just act like a seven, reach across that line and access the healthy side of it and reframe the situation. And instead of judging it, Instead of sliding into the deep, dark side of a four and just swimming in my emotions for a while, what if I do something productive, reframe it, Mm. and find a way out? And I think it literally saved my life and saved my job, saved my mental health to be able to just to do that in a way that helped me and definitely helped everyone around me because I was not fun to deal with or be around (laughs) at that moment (laughs) in my life. Um, And I found myself doing it regularly now of when Mm -hmm. I come across a hard situation, instead of asking all the critical questions that are good questions, but not necessarily useful. Um, I think the other part of knowing that I'm in a dependent stance is that I don't do productive thinking. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the thinking is good and I think the thinking is helpful, but it's not. It's just I think myself in circles that don't get me anywhere. So when I can move to that seven and look for a positive outlook, reframe it and find an action plan to do something with it. Oh my gosh, it's helped me so much. (laughs) That is so fun to hear. And I think that's so great because we, I think what I liked what you said is you're not negating the positive aspects that the type one offers, Mm -hmm. but you also are recognizing the struggles or the liabilities that the ones 
the type one part can have. And that's what you were really focusing in on is like, okay, what can I do with the weakness or the liability and how can I turn it into a positive? And for you moving to the high side or the healthy side of seven and bringing in the reframing instead of sitting and wallowing in that (laughs) darkness, you know, of all the things that need to be fixed and corrected of, okay, well, how can I look at it in a new way, a fresh way, a creative way? And how can we make this fun? Now, uh, you can tell everyone, this doesn't mean you become a seven, right? right. <laughs> like, you're still a one. So what does that look like for a one to take in some of the aspects of a seven, but it's doesn't mean you are a seven. So how does that look a little bit different than what a seven might do? Yeah. And it's funny because sevens just naturally rub me the wrong way. I don't like it because they seem mm-hmm. so lighthearted and free. And it's like, I wish I could be that way, but I'm just naturally not. Um, so it's like you're saying, it's like, I, I'm never going to become that. And it's, it's accepting who I am as a one, knowing that that's my hardwired personality, but it's not necessarily my character of who God created me to be. It's like, I'm not supposed to be this judgmental, critical person. And because I have access on those lines to seven and four and, and everything else, it's like, there is that part of me that wants to be free, that wants to see the bright side of things, that wants to be able to be a little more spontaneous, fun, joyful. And just knowing that I have a natural connection to that line helps me to access it in a way that I can still be authentically me as a one and do all the one things that I do, (laughs) but access the part of me that wants to be a seven and allows me to be much more enjoyable to be around (laughs) instead of just critical and judgmental. And it's like knowing that I have, and when I do the coaching, I tell everyone, it's like, look, you're not your number. You're way more than that. And just knowing that you have automatic access to five different numbers with your wings and your pads and all these different things. It's like, there's someone that God created you to be that's so much more than just locked into a number or a type. Exactly. And knowing that I can live that out for myself has been so helpful. We'll be back after a quick break. Moms, I am so excited to share with you a huge and wonderful opportunity that we have created for you this summer. It's our Enneagram for Moms cohorts. Yes, a group of moms of your same Enneagram type coming together for a safe place to connect, share, and hear and be validated. Wouldn't that be amazing to be with other moms of your same Enneagram type who see the world through the same lens and truly understand you? It's going to be amazing. But here's the thing. There are only 25 spots per cohort. We have one in the daytime and one in the evening of your type to choose from. You're going to want to sign up the day it opens. We open registration May 6th to May 13th. Now, these groups will kick off the week of June 10th, and they will go until the week of July 29th. That's eight weeks together for 90 minutes sharing, laughing, crying, being together in that safe, intimate place to connect with moms, to develop deep, meaningful friendships. And there's so many other things that are going to come with the cohort. I hope that you will join us and learn more when you sign up on May 6th to May 13th at yourenneagramcoach.com forward slash cohorts. I can't wait to see you there. Yeah. Oh, that's so good to hear. And I I hope that's an encouragement to all the types out there Mm -hmm. that we are not stuck. 
that Christ is has redeemed and is bringing redemption, bringing reconciliation, bringing uh, rest- restoring who we are mm-hmm. to be the fullest picture of Him on this side of heaven. And you know, the par- the enneagram just gives us some clarity on what that might look like. And you know, I know for me, I've um, looked at some of the healthy aspects of my type and my wiring and praying through that, like Holy Spirit. I can't just become that. I need you to help mm-hmm. me to to get into that direction, that path. I need to understand what that looks like from your point. And so that's just so good. Thanks for sharing that, Brian. Yeah. Um, so tell us about your journey in becoming an Enneagram coach. So at what point was there <laughs> this shift in being aware of the Enneagram for yourself personally to wanting to go deeper into understanding it and then using that tool to help and serve others? Sure. So again, I came across the Enneagram only three years ago, and then I pretty quickly discovered your uh, Instagram handle and started following all that stuff, digging that, discovered the website, discovered the assessment, and then saw the advertisements for becoming an Enneagram coach. I was like, oh, that sounds so interesting to me. Again, the social one side of me is like, I want to teach this to everybody and set an example for how it looks and works. And then I saw how much it costs. I was like, yeah, that's not going to work right now. We just moved. I have all this stuff. We just had like, you know, we had a two-year-old at the time. I was like, yeah, that's not going to happen. But I need to remember this for the next time. And every time I saw the ads come up, I was like, man, I really feel a pull towards this. And then finally, I think it was the fall of 2019. (laughs) I think I reached out. I was like, hey, is there any way around it? And I think you suggested or someone else just was like, what if you just started saving money by asking friends to coach with you? So I did that. So February of this year, 2020, I reached out to a bunch of friends and I was just like, Hey, I want to save money to become a coach. Would you consider being my guinea pig and coaching with me as I figure this out? And I got a bunch of friends to sign up with me, which gave me enough seed money to pay for the first installment of the coaching course. And it kind of gave me the confidence um, to do it. So I started coaching people in February of this year. I enrolled in the course on February 24th and then I devoured it, finished it and got my certification four days later. (laughs) Yeah. I remember that. It is a go at your own pace course (laughs) and being a social one, I can totally see you just really going for it. I went all in Um, and I loved it. Yeah, you were all in and and it wasn't like you were all in and you just did it quick and like didn't put it on the shelf. Like you've consistently been a part of our uh, BEC, the mm-hmm. Become an Enneagram Coach Facebook group community, which we have over 600 in that group of coaches that are uh, chiming in, but you are consistently in there helping, guiding. So that's what I really appreciate about you is you have this ongoing desire to help and support others mm-hmm. as you continue to grow um, yourself. So that's just been such a delight to see all that God has done. And I do remember that conversation through email um, because it is expensive, mm-hmm. but it's so worth it. And there's such a great return on investment if you can figure it out, it you is. know, like, yep. so like for you, like seeing, oh my gosh, people really do want coaching like this people really want transformation and they don't want just some like, Oh, you can be a better self, but no, here is a path and a plan. And I'm going to guide you can really excite people. Um, so what were some of the other things that really gravitated you towards our coaching course? Uh, maybe that's different from the other courses that are out there. Yeah. I think it was the flexibility of it for sure. You know, most of the other courses or certifications that I had seen are, 
in it's what you described with your personal experience like how many classes you had to took how many trips you had to do in person how many different things you had to do and the fact that this was all in one place it was all online it's all at my own pace and you know kind of however i i need to do it and especially the fact that it was gospel centered for me was super important um it -hmm. just made it kind of the the slam dunk I was like, yep, this is the one I need to do. Right. So. And, you know, there, it's so robust, too, because we really cover quite a bit of different topics. Oh, yeah. You know, of course, we take a we take a deep dive into the Enneagram. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we, we really show you how to take people through coaching sessions, presentations, and on and on. Did you find that pretty beneficial? Yeah. And I think that's what was the biggest draw for me is when I saw the outline on the product page for coaching, it's like kind of the, the three sections of you've got the deep dive into the Enneagram, which was great. And I was like, I appreciate it. I need it. Like there's so many topics in there that I wasn't aware of or didn't have a lot of knowledge around. So that was helpful. But the biggest part was definitely when I saw section two and section three, it's like how to build your business and how to start your business. Like I have no idea how much I should, how much I should charge for coaching. I don't know how to set up a website or like all the legal stuff behind setting up a business. And when I saw that the course was going to walk me through that, I was like, okay, this is going to be so like, I would buy the course <laughs> right, just right. for that section. <laughs> Cause Enneagram, I, I'll, I'll read about it. I'll learn it on my own, but I need to know how to start a business specifically around coaching. I think all the language that you guys provided us around, not being a therapist or a counselor, but a coach and kind of the differentiation between those two, um, the videos and the walkthroughs, the interviews that, that you guys do with other people, uh, whether it's story brand or the financial setup and just being able to hear from other people's experience of, Hey, don't forget this. Here's a checklist for you. Here's what you're going to want to set up. Made it so easy for me to do, um, that, you know, after I had gotten my certification, I think like a week or two later, all I had to do was follow the sets you guys gave us and everything was launched. Yeah, that's so fun. Yeah. Well, what was the primary motivator for you to jump into becoming an Enneagram coach? Yeah, I, for me, it's helping other people accept who they are created to be in Christ. I think, and I don't remember what book I read it in. It was, it was a difference between personality and character. It's that your personality is this, this mask that we put on to go out and survive in the world. And the character is engraved in stone and it's god didn't create us to pretend to be someone else god created us to be who he created us to be and if i can help other people unlock the full potential of that unique call that he's placed on each of us in the way that he's created us because i think a lot of us carry shame around our personalities like oh i don't know why i'm this way or i don't know why i keep doing this thing and i can't tell you how many times in coaching i've helped people it's like well, you do that because that's the way you're hardwired and that makes it okay. (laughs) Like accept that part of it. And that's how God created Mm -hmm. you to be in the world. So move forward in this kind of a way. And Mm -hmm. it's like my own personal story of like being able to be a one, but also access the seven and be a richer, fuller person because of it. I've seen that time and again with different people I've been coaching. It's like that, that for me, the aha moment that they have, And there's usually a really teary crying moment (laughs) with each client when they hear the core longing and resonate. It's like, wouldn't your, like there was an eight that I was coaching and it's like, wouldn't your life be so different if you knew that you knew that God is never going to betray you because you know, people will betray you. You know, people are going to turn their back on you, whether they do it on purpose or maliciously or not. It's like, but God will never do that to you. And there was just this long silence. Like, I can't believe that (laughs) and this acceptance for her of like oh my god everything would change all of my relationships would be different i said that's the point 
all yeah, of your relationships absolutely. could be different if you accept what the gospel means for you in your personality. Yeah, that's probably my favorite thing to do yeah. is to show how Christ satisfies our core longing. Mm -hmm. And we will always thirst for it on on earth. Mm -hmm. But he has satisfied it. And we, if we can continue to bring that truth to our heart, it unlocks something so incredible that it transforms how we relate to ourselves, others, and our relationship with God yeah. in such a rich way. It's so good. It's so, so good. So, Brian, what's it been like now that you have your certification and you are coaching? Uh, what does a typical session look like for you? <laughs> um, I don't know if there's typical yet, but um, was, that's what I was going to say. Maybe yeah. there's no typical because every everyone really is different, right? They really like, are. Every situation. So, yeah. you know, I'll we'll start with an introduction to their number. So I've coached about 10, 10 12 people now, I think, since February. Um, and it's been a really mm -hmm. unique and it's every single one is a learning experience because it's still early for me, <laughs> but it's, it's been cool to walk through the different steps of seeing what's useful for each number to know first. So just doing the basic overview, doing the core motivations, and then walking through each step of, um, how do you do the aware process or the, the growing process for each person? It's like, and I, so each session starts with a check-in. It's like, okay, what did you do to become more aware last week? You know, from yes. the things that we talked about, what did you notice about yourself? What did you observe? What did you accept? What kind of things are you moving into that God's called you into versus holding yourself back based on your personality? And then we walk through whatever the next thing is, whether it's wings or stances or paths or, you know, whatever that, that next piece is and say, okay, so what's the one thing you need to walk away with? Like, what's the one thing you need to try to remember this week and kind of give them that, that challenge to coach and walk with them. It's like, don't forget that when you're in that meeting with your direct reports and you're an eight and they're not going to hear you and you're pushing them or, you know, or you're a four and you're going to get lost here. It's like, don't remind, forget to remind yourself that, you know, so it's, it's coming up with those one or two tangible practical things that we can do to help them and to coach them. Right. And it's, and I try to remind myself and remind them. It's like coaching is not that I'm better than you or different than you. Mm -hmm. I just happen to know a little bit more and I want to walk with you. So it's identifying what their goals are, not what my goals are yes. for them, but helping them to identify. It's like, you want to get something out of this. What is it? And let's help you get there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, maybe give us an example, obviously, without disclosing anyone, you know, keeping confidential mm -hmm. uh, pieces intact. But can you give us like an example of someone you've coached that you can kind of highlight what that process looked like and the results that you saw come out of it? In terms of impact, there was a, a girl that I was coaching who is a four. And for about four out of the six sessions, she wasn't really sure. <laughs> mm -hmm. And we kept fighting it. And I, you know, we've talked about this a lot and we've heard it from you. It's like the people who are the hardest to type or mistype usually end up with the richest experience because they've had to do more inner work. And that was yeah. certainly the case for her where it wasn't until we got into subtypes that she really locked in because she was the counter type of a four. And she kept going back. She's like, I don't know if I'm a four. I don't know if I'm a one. I don't know if I'm a this or that. And when we locked in there, she's like, Oh my gosh. And then all of a sudden it unlocked all four weeks that we had already done. And it's like, now yes. all of it makes sense. And then just the amount of confidence that she was able to move in after that and the steps that she was able to take kind of fully awakening to who she was 
and right. seeing those motivations come to life. It's like, now that makes sense for this. And this makes sense for that. And envy wasn't quite the right word, but this is how I experience it. And different pieces like that. It's just the moment when they unlock and own who they are yes. in their type and then are able to move past it. It's like, I'm not just a four. There's so much more here because of all these layers and pieces. Um, mm -hmm. So it's a, a, that's a general, but specific. And then there are a lot of other stories with, but everyone that I've coached has had that kind of a moment when it's like this, oh my goodness, this is who I am. And to hear that that's okay, because that's how God created me. Now, what do I do with it? The, I mean, yes. there've been so many of those beautiful, beautiful moments for each of them. Yeah. I would say, I always tell people, I go, like, this is like the greatest job on the planet. Yeah. Like, how <laughs> is it that not everybody wants to do this? Because like, when we take them through the, the initial five um, sessions, you know, it's this process and yeah. they're, they're learning, they're growing. It's kind of uncomfortable at first. They're excited, but they're also kind of feeling stuck and then they get unstuck. And then all of a sudden, light bulbs go off, like mm -hmm. you just said, and their heart opens and transformation takes place. And I'm like, I get to sit here and watch this happen <laughs> week after week. Like, who would not want to do this? So I'm, I'm like, just watching your face as you were explaining her process uh -huh. is so fun. Cause it's like, that's my face when yeah. I get to watch. <laughs> like you're, you just, you lit up. Yeah, like, it's so fun. This is amazing. It's so amazing. Yeah. 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 And this isn't like you and I have these magic things. It's we're really bringing the fullness of the gospel and how God has created us. And we're unpacking things in such a way that people can understand themselves with more clarity yeah. Yeah. and apply the truth of the gospel in such a way that really transforms them. Um, so here's a, here's a question I have for you now that it's 2020 <laughs> and all the <laughs> COVID stuff, how has been, a certified Enneagram coach, how has that helped you and your family? Uh, it's given us a lot of stability. Um, I haven't, the fact that I have a steady stream of clients coming in and it doesn't have to be a ton. Cause I could, you know, I'm a one. So I did the math and tried to figure out before I took the first step, but to have enough clients to pay for the course every month, and for mm -hmm. all the other support things that I'm doing with my mailing lists, my website, my whatever, whatever, whatever has helped give me the confidence to keep doing it. And then the referrals that you get from the first client, the next client, the next one, whatever it is. And then having the exposure on the Facebook group and the support of the Facebook group is amazing. And then um, it's allowed me to branch out and work with and partner with other churches and groups to do other podcasts. I've done a YouTube video. I'm working with another church on reworking their entire discipleship process to integrate the Enneagram in how they do their discipleship, which is really cool. Um, I've led small groups at my church, and we're about to start our fall semester um, doing the Becoming Us book, which has been really, really great for couples and relationships at our church. Um, I think it's unlocked a lot of potential for what could be coming in the very near future. And I think as everyone's locked down, the fact that I don't have to miss a beat with clients because all of it was going to be virtual from the beginning anyway, again, gives right. us all that stability of knowing. I mean, and we just bought our first house. So it's like, Hey, we can make, can afford this because I've got the coaching and we can, you know, know that we have a little yeah. bit of padding here and there. Um, so it's been, it's been great for me. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that is, and it, it is true. You know, different people are going to approach coaching differently. Like mm-hmm. you have a job and this is a side hustle for mm-hmm. you that you are, love and you're passionate about. We have others that are stay at home moms or homeschool moms or therapists mm-hmm. or, um, or they want to do it full time and they have the ability to go after it. Um, and so it's really neat how any person if with any background can fit this into their life Definitely. and it, and it bless them. Yeah. Well, for and sure. it's not just the coaching side of it. If I can just add this, it's, it's that it, it's going to enrich everything else that you do. So for me with a full-time ministry position, which you and Jeff know, it's like that takes up your whole life what I can bring because of my coaching experience and knowledge to my church staff and to my church ministry and to the congregation and through the small groups and leading that way, it changed, it's changed our work culture too. Yeah. It was funny because we, <laughs> we I, I used to be the um, administrative assistant at our church and there was five of us staff and we'd have a staff meeting and my husband was one of the other staff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we'd be in these small staff meetings and Jeff being a type six, you know, he, he's thinking all the time, right? Well, mm-hmm. when he's thinking, his face kind of goes blank. <laughs> so everyone's kind of like, everyone's kind of like, is he okay? Is he upset? Like what's going on? And he's just thinking like, you know, he's, you know, as a six, he's on all cylinders. Right. Yep. And so I would kind of look at him and I knew that he's just processing. And I kind of like raised my eyebrows, like show an expression. <laughs> and we would all just kind of die laughing, you know, and then other types, like the type four pastor would say, okay, guys, I, he come in on Monday, like, Hey, my emotions, they're just kind of, they're right there. Could could we kind of pass the, uh, what needs to be fixed until Wednesday so I can kind of regroup and get myself. And it was so helpful for us to just understand each person and have that common language to give each other that compassion and empathy. Mm -hmm. So I'm so glad that you guys are able to do that as well. I think it, it really just represents how we're the body of Christ and how we can support one another. Yep. Totally. So what goals do you have moving forward with your uh, Enneagram coaching? Ah, uh, Just to help as many people as I can. (laughs) And I think the more I see it folded into church, practical church ministry, I think is a kind of a niche for me. So I I want to only do it with a gospel-centered lens. So my website is just gospel-centered Enneagram. um, And that's how I approach all my coaching. So if I have a client who wants to come Mm -hmm. to me and says, hey, can you do it without the Jesus piece? I'll just turn them down because I know that's where my focus is. It's like, no, there's tons of other people I'll refer you to, but that's, I want to do it this way. Um, And then knowing that I can do it with small groups at my church and walk them through that and help them. And I've been able to do staff development that way. I've been able to work with other churches, do their staff development or discipleship processes. Um, I think those are the goals for me. I think you know, I have the social media stuff. I have an Instagram, but knowing that that's not my focus doesn't, it allows me not to get lost in doing content creation or feeling the pressure of having to have a post every day. It's like, no, my, my focus right now is having individual clients or working with churches Mm -hmm. and doing consulting in that kind of a way. It allows me the freedom to say no to other things or to release myself of the pressure to have to perform in other ways. It's like, this is not my full-time job. I need to remember that. (laughs) So I I know where my priorities are and doing that also helps me. Um, Mm -hmm. So setting up those boundaries and and having the goals of it's like, I want to do as much coaching and consulting as I can. And knowing that upfront helps me and gives me the freedom to say no to things that look or sound enticing, but it's like, but that's not my focus. So I know that I can't put my energy there right now. Absolutely. 
Well, so then what would you um, say or what advice would you give to someone who loves the Enneagram and they kind of want to take it that next step further, becoming a coach, gaining more knowledge? What would you say to them? Yeah, I'd say take the brave step and do it. If you're married, talk to your spouse so that you know if you're walking into this financially together. Um, and then do what I did is just ask other friends if they'll coach with you because you're they'll be your guest guinea pigs because they'll be gracious to you <laughs> when you don't know what you're talking about just yet. Um, and as you're learning it. But I think the biggest thing was the amount of confidence that it gave me that, of knowing, yeah, this is definitely what I want to be doing right now. And this is how I want to be helping people. And then obviously the, the help that it gives you financially to afford the course to do it. Um, and then as you're taking, because I, I was actively coaching people as I was going through the course. And I can't mm -hmm. tell you exponentially how much better my coaching got as I was going through the course because of the resources that you provide for us. Um, the booklet and the packet is just mm -hmm. amazing. and I still refer to it regularly now. Um, so the amount of confidence and structure that it gives you as you're coaching, you know, which topics to hit first, which ones get priority, which ones you need this level of understanding before you can move to that one. And then just structuring it that way for people, um, is immensely helpful. So I think if you know that you're interested in wanting to become a coach, ask a friend if they'll do coaching with you and then just ask them questions it's like hey what would help you the most or what do you feel like you need to know or here's my level of understanding right now with the enneagram can i share it with you see if it's helpful get their feedback and then just keep and i'm it's like drugs in a good way <laughs> you're going to get hooked on helping right, right. other people unlock that piece of yeah. it yeah and um Man, it's just been so, it's been so much fun. Uh, I used to work for Michael Hyatt. Um, mm -hmm. He's an amazing, just amazing author and speaker and online uh, creator of productivity stuff. But Michael would say, don't let best get in the way of better. Yeah. And it's so true. Like I will show um, the coaches on the Facebook page from time to time, what my first yeah, logo looks right. like, yep. <laughs> what my, what my first web page looked yep. like. Cause I think a lot of times people think, Oh, well, this is what it needs to look like. I can't do that. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, guys, I'm like several years down the road from where I was. And so just get out there yeah. and bless others. And you'll see your own life being fully enriched and blessed as well. Yeah. That's great advice. Well, Brian, thanks for sharing us your journey and becoming a coach and how God has blessed you in the process and, and just sticking with it. So we just pray blessings on you for the rest of 2020. Mm -hmm. And as you move into the next year, thanks so much, Beth. Appreciate it. Thanks, Brian. All right, everyone, I want to introduce you to Danielle Smith, who is a dear friend of mine and a BEC coach as well. Welcome, Danielle. Thanks. This is super fun. Yes. So tell us a little bit about yourself and your type. Yeah, you bet. Um, so like you said, I'm Danielle and I am a type nine, though, as you know, it took me a long time to find that out. So I've definitely um, lived through several seasons of thinking I was all the all the numbers and telling you that I had multiple personalities, but in fact, I'm really nice. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. Yes. Yes. And that was, I mean, that wasn't an easy process, was it? You know, just trying to find your main type? No, it was, it really was a struggle because, you know, especially in wanting to become a coach and then at times questioning if I even knew my type was like, well, how could I ever help someone if I can't understand myself, which really wasn't true, but it was this confusing process and feeling like I was yes. all the things until you realize, oh, that's what nines do. So 
Right. Yeah. Nines and sixes typically are the ones that struggled the most. That doesn't mean other types won't, but yeah, definitely the nines and sixes can, can have a harder time. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's okay. And don't you feel like, and I always, well, this is what I tell people is those that struggle to find their type actually tend to grow the most because Mm -hmm. they have to wrestle and they have to be aware and kind of do some, some deeper work. Did you find that true for you? Totally. Totally. I think like for me, becoming a coach became so much natural and almost easier because I had logged so much time trying to really figure that out. And so it's not surprising now that a big part of what I do coaching is helping people figure out their type and reminding them that nothing's gone wrong. Like there's nothing wrong with them, you know, for not understanding it. We're just complex as people. And that's, that's part of it. So I felt like I really got to understand that complexity on a deeper level, which has benefited me now at the time I didn't love it, but it was really purposeful and a helpful part of the process. So, yeah, that's awesome. Okay. So what got you interested in the Enneagram in the first place? Yeah. So I actually heard about it about 20 years ago, which is crazy to say, but interest came about 15 years ago when my husband and I were newly married and we were in a Mm -hmm. Sunday school class where everybody was totally into it. So it was, you know, I remember that was when I first took the assessment and, um, you know, found out about the types and we talked about it all the time because we were really trying to understand ourselves and who is this person that I'm married to and each other. So it was fun and practical. And that's what really kind of sparked that journey of going and buying my first book. And it just was part of our Mm -hmm. culture as a community, which was really fun. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, what being now that you know, you're a type nine, you've settled into the type nine space. What's your favorite part about being a nine, but also where do you find it difficult in being a nine? Yeah. So I really love as a nine being able to see everybody's perspective and really feeling like I, I understand people. Um, I can see their superpowers. I, in many ways, just get them and, and often without judgment, like, Oh, of course, like this is a struggle. And so that ability to connect and really see a big picture is great. The shadow side of that is I really struggle to make decisions because decisions can feel a little more complex. And it's twofold. Like I see all the perspectives. So even forming my own opinion of what do I think about it is so hard. And even more recently, I've come to to see that I have this... um, this belief that hadn't really been serving me, but I carried around with me everywhere. Like I should be able to make everybody happy or I should be able to find a way that everybody is valued and wins. And, and that is just hard because some life just doesn't always work that way. So those were some of the biggies, um, as well as the common inertia. Like I can have so many intentions and desires, but turning them into reality has, you know, has a struggle and, when you're a comfort junkie and you realize discomfort is kind of what has your dreams happen. Like you have to get uncomfortable for the things that matter most in life. Um, that can feel so much of attention internally of wanting something, but then struggling to do it. And I think we all face that in different ways, but I've always just been like, I wish I could just get stuff done. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I want to get stuff done so I can just, 
relax or totally. be comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. You're speaking my language. Yeah. <laughs> so I've done other interviews with other coaches of different types. And of course, you know, I can see their perspective, but you are speaking my language. <laughs> um, so tell us about your journey becoming an Enneagram coach. At what point did you find this shift in your heart from wanting to use the Enneagram for your own personal awareness to wanting to go deeper and using that as a resource to help serve others? Yeah, that's so good. Um, You know, I think for me, like looking at my journey, I can see the long path that led here, you know, even looking at the things that I loved in high school and college and career choices was always this thread of really loving people and wanting to help them with the things that mattered most in life. And so initially that was pre-med, you know, helping them with, you know, physically feel good enough to do life. And then it turned into wanting to be a therapist and helping emotionally. And then I actually went into ministry and that was part of it. But kind of like you mentioned it, you know, you scratch your own itch initially. Like I had questions Mm -hmm. I was having to ask, who am I? What am I supposed to do? What does living my faith look like? And exploring those things and then stumbling upon the Enneagram was huge because it brought so many answers. And I remember this distinct moment. It was a couple years back. You know how we have the, um, the thrift or not thrift stores, the, um, antique stores in Franklin have just amazing treasures. So I was at one of them and I remember seeing this thing that totally caught my attention. And it was this tall wooden panel that had a whole bunch of hooks on it with these old keys. And I was just staring at it. And then a guy came over and asked me, you know, he's like, can I tell you about this piece that we got um, in Illinois? And I was like, sure. And it was from this old bank and um, it was it was where they hung all the keys for the safety deposit boxes. And huh. I remember like instantly having goosebumps and feeling like these are the keys that open people's most valuable possessions and treasures that were tucked away for safekeeping. And it was in that moment, in that time of life that I was really discovering some of these things about me that had really kind of been hidden away, but were so important in the answers I'd been searching for. And so it was really, you know, that buildup of me gaining awareness and then realizing oh my goodness, I can help other people discover these things as well. Like if I've found these answers and these truths that are leading to huge results in my life, like I owe it to other people to help them. So that's my long story of how it happened, but it really was kind of a profound instant shift of, I have to, I have to help others in the way that I've been helped. So well, I love that that picture because, like, you know, as us nines, but I think with any Enneagram coach, it's each of those keys represent a different box, you know, that holds unique stuff. And the joy of uncovering it, seeing it, exploring it, learning about it is so fun. You know, it's not just one key and one box and it's all the same. Like each client's different and each transformational po- uh, process is different. And it's a joy and it's exciting to start the process as a coach with someone, but then to really watch them blossom or grow or become who God created them to be is 
just so inspiring. Do you find that true as well? Oh, it's so awesome. And and for me, you know, like I was dealing with fog of I'm asking these big questions and I really am trying to answer it <laughs> and I'm struggling. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, having the right things in place brought so much clarity. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what was this closed door or this fog is now gone and it opened up so much. And so we see that with each type, like we all have these thoughts and lies we believe that we've kind of picked up and been carrying around. And when you're able to see them, like, oh my goodness, that even that awareness can shift it, especially when you find, you know, things that are more true that you can live from. So yes, it's the same process for every type, Mm -hmm. but the experience of it and the nuances of it are different. So it almost, I I love doing puzzles and um, (laughs) that's like my stress release. Like I just need to go and watch something come together that starts as chaos, but there's a beautiful picture Mm -hmm. there. And it feels like that's what's so fun with people is, you know, taking them through the process. It's, it will get to them to what they're looking for, but it's fun watching the picture come together and how it does in their own unique way every single time. So it, it kind of feels like this fun adventure to be on with them um, and to just be curious and learning with them. Um, so knowing it'll work, but not knowing the full details of what it's going to look like every time. So yes, I love it. Right. Oh, that's so, so fun. Well, so there's different programs out there for people to become Enneagram coaches. What is it about our Become an Enneagram Coach course through your Enneagram Coach that you find sets us apart, that you really gained from, you enjoyed? What about BEC do you really um, find valuable? Yeah, that's so good. Um, For me, I loved it for two reasons. And One of them, like I'm a learning junkie. I love Mm -hmm. learning and discovering going deeper. So I knew I would get that and I got that and I loved it. What I needed was the guide sheets and tools that I could put into practice right away because I knew myself that I'm will forever feel like I want to be learning and never feel ready enough to get into action. And what I needed was something that could tell me like, you can do this now. Cause if left on my own, I could have taken all that information, but I would still be trying to create the perfect plan to help a client. And I didn't have to do that. Like I knew I trusted you. I know you had successfully been coaching so many people. You had worked out all the kinks and really I trusted you. Like if I do what you tell me to do, my clients will see results. So it almost took me out of the equation, which is what I needed. I needed to build confidence that I didn't have. And I could rely on the things that you had that worked. And that gave me confidence to get into action, which we've talked about, which is not the strong suit. So it was the want and and the need. And so it's like, it was kind of that perfect thing for me to do. Yeah, that's so great. Well, and for those that are listening, so we have the course, which teaches the content of the Enneagram, going deep in the Enneagram, how to coach, um, you know, whether it's helping them find their type all the way through coaching through their type, et cetera, um, presenting, but also how to build a business. 
But what Danielle's talking about is the guide sheets. And this is an add-on. So in our master coach program, we allow you to use five guide sheets for the first five sessions you have with a client. So basically it's a business in a box. And so basically the guide sheets guide the coach to guide their clients. Um, And so it really enables coaches to jump right in after they finish their certification process um, and to start coaching. And so that's what Danielle is saying. And I put it in there because as a nine as well, it's so helpful to go, okay, there's nothing standing in my way now to get going. I've got it right here. So I'm so glad that that was beneficial for you as well, um, just to jump in with both feet and to start coaching. And as I've seen you grow in your coaching, it's just, I feel like I'm just watching you in your most perfect element. Like as I hear you talking about coaching, it's just, you just beam with light and it's just such a joy to watch um, and see you grow in that process. So what is it like now that you've been certified and you're actually actively coaching? Um, What is the process of your sessions like? And without revealing anything and keeping things confidential, can you give us some examples of what you've seen uh, with your clients and their process of growth. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that's so good. And I have the best clients in the world. Like I love them. And one of the things that I always will tell prospective coaches or people on the fence is you are your own first client. Like you have to go through the process and answer all the questions yourself, because as you do that, you understand what it's like to be in their shoes and you get to experience that breakthrough. So it is incredible because my day is spent with people who have beautiful big dreams about their life. They, they know that there is more potential in them that they're not living into and they want to honor the Lord. They want to do more, but they don't know how they don't know how to get there. And, and so that is what is so fun is to sit with them, even when they're not sure. And they're having to trust me, just like I had to trust you that this is going to work. And they bet on that. And then it's awesome, awesome to watch them experience that. So I feel like I get to live deeply into my purpose, doing something I love, but I get to see every single day how it makes a difference for other people. And we always talk about that ripple effect, like them changing, even if their dream is to um, lose five pounds all the way up to launch a business. Like every time that they, they pursue that dream and they experience that breakthrough, it leads to bigger things and it impacts way more people than just themselves. So you get to, you get to watch people grow and in such a short amount of time. And so I I always will jot down um, clients like their aha moments. And it's amazing because it is things like, I really didn't believe you when you said I would grow and change. And it's happening so much quicker than I ever thought, or I really thought I would die never being able to break this pattern and like here we are you know (laughs) several weeks month in and I'm becoming a different person I'm seeing things I never saw and I mean there's just no better feeling in the world than being part of that process and just watching people become more fully who they can be well and I I feel like the Enneagram with coaching 
it accelerates the transformational process because it gives so much clarity, right? So people, like you said, I've been stuck with the same, you know, um, thought patterns or whatever it is for them. And when they finally understand why and a path of growth, I mean, it's just so much faster of a process in transformation, which is a total joy to watch, but they really feel it. And like you said, the ripple effects in their life is just fantastic. Yeah. So in the COVID-19 era that we're in, what is the impact of having your own coaching business? Has it been positive? Has it been harder? What's it been like for you and your clients? Oh my gosh. It's been, it's been so much different than I thought. Like everybody else, I had all the fears of what will this mean? What does this mean for our family, for our finances? What does this mean for my sanity? I love my children, but I am one of those people who said I will never be a homeschool mom. And suddenly that was a choice. And so, um, but what's been so amazing is in what has been kind of a lot of my worst case scenarios is a nine, I go to six and I'm living in what a lot of those are. And I realize oh my gosh, we are so prepared for this and we are enduring what we thought was our worst. So what that looks like is I have totally been able to not skip a beat working from home. I was already doing that and I got to continue Mm -hmm. doing that. Sure. It was a little less convenient. Like I went from the cozy spot in the living room to a corner in my bedroom, but it works. And I've been able to be home with my kids and still working and be present to them. Um, I think about, I mean, what's crazy is I have, I have my, I have booked up so many clients. I have so many more people now because a lot more people are aware of, um, the challenges they're facing and they realize they need help tackling those. And so I get to have this incredible purpose, um, where I thought maybe we would lose money. I actually were making more and beyond that we're making a bigger impact. Like I get to reach more people. It's global. I have clients all over the world in different countries, which is so fun to connect with them and even have a bird's eye view of just the human. It's, it's no different whether someone's in China or somewhere in Europe or South America or here, like there are these human things that we're all navigating together. So I I think it's just given me so much more confidence and um, just joy. Like it, yeah, yeah, I, I just love it. It's been, it's been amazing. That's so awesome. To wrap this up, I would love for you just to give advice to anyone that is kind of on the fence. They're not sure. Should I go for it? Should I jump into BEC with Beth and your Enneagram coach? I want to gain more knowledge. I want to bless others, but I'm just not sure. What would what would you say to them that are ready for that next step? Yeah. So I would say answer those questions you're asking. Like really go to the worst case scenario and explore that. Like know the thoughts that your brain is thinking because like I had all of those and I needed to really see what is standing between me and my dream. What also happens when you go to the best case scenario? What if you do this and it works? Like what if all of this is true? What if you can do it? What if this is the perfect tools for you that will help you get to where you want to go? What impact will that have? And so for me, I sometimes never really saw like what was holding me back, which were these thoughts in my head of, 
oh, what if this, you know, harms our family or what if it's too expensive? And I look now and I'm like, we would have been as a family in such a worse case, a worse place had I not done this. My impact would have been Mm. less had I not done this, but I had to really wrestle and do my own work of answering that. So I would say, know what your questions are, know what's standing in your way, and then find the answers to those. There are so many coaches willing to share their stories and every single one of them has been in a place where it has not been easy or convenient and they did it anyways, and it's massively paid off. So um, I would just say press into your questions, but press into your dreams because if you don't do it now, like what are you saying yes to and what are you saying no to? Is it saying no to your dream even longer? And is, and do you like your reasons for what you're, you're doing or not doing? Um, because I would say seeing all the other coaches who've gone through it, they're all, everyone says, I am so thankful I did this thankful on a personal level. There's so many coaches who, who are like, this has changed my marriage. This has changed me personally. And this is now going to change the people I'm working with, either whether that's as a, you know, in ministry or as a therapist or becoming a coach. So, um, yeah, I think it, it really, as a nine, this is the funniest thing, know what you want right? and then be willing <laughs> to go after it. And yeah, I think that's huge. I, yeah. Cause I, and I tell people at time as a nine, I literally have to envision myself getting behind myself and pushing in a gentle way. Like you can do this, your voice and your presence matter because God has a calling on your life. Um, and that's where I really just see how God has done that same work in and through you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been such a joy to just watch how God has continued to, uh, to help you to grow and transform. And then for me to see the ripple effects is just such um, an honor and a privilege as well. So thanks mm-hmm. for sharing your journey of being a coach uh, under YEC. Well, thanks. thanks and thank you for doing your own work because I know it wasn't easy. And I think that's, life is never going to be easy. Like we're all going to face hard and we have a choice of what that hard is, whether it's the hard mm-hmm. of not living into your dream and doing the work, you know, you're called to, or the hard of going after it. And I know it has not been easy for you. I know that all these tools and resources I have in my hands were a lot of blood, sweat and tears. And so thank you for doing that because it has made it so much easier. Like, yes, my first session, I was terrified, but I also, and that was going to happen no matter what. But then I also was like, but I have these things that work. So I just, you know, thank you for for that because that has made a huge difference for me. And then, you know, a thousand other coaches who are on that same journey. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, it is literally a joy and a pleasure. And yes, it hasn't been easy, but I'm extremely thankful that the Holy Spirit is with us and enables us each and every day to do his calling. And there's some days where, I do want to hide, right? (laughs) But he is faithful and good and his mercies are new every morning. So, um, well, thanks, Danielle. It's great talking to you. You too. Thanks so much. It sure was fun listening to Brian and Danielle share about their journey to becoming a certified Enneagram coach. And I love that all of our coaches have a unique story. And their particular Enneagram type is almost like a superpower when it comes to their coaching style. 
That's right. All the nine types have particular skills and insights that make them great coaches. And after listening to Brian and Danielle, our listeners might be wondering how they can become a certified Enneagram coach. So Jeff, can you tell us a little bit more about what we offer? Yeah. As I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, registration for our Becoming an Enneagram Coach course opens September 21st, and then it closes September 27th. So mark your calendars because this is the last time that we're going to open enrollment in 20. 2020. And we don't want you to miss out on this opportunity to invest yourself this year. And it's an investment not only for yourself, but also for your family and your future clients. So keep an eye out on more information, which is going to be on our website, Instagram, and next week's podcast. Thanks for joining us.